Welcome to the Straight to the Point podcast. Hi, my name is Bo Crable. I am an Amazon seller investor, and I've been lucky enough to be mentored by several millionaire business icons at a very young age, and I took action on their advice. This podcast is all about providing you with the right knowledge to succeed in the online retail business and grow your personal wealth to your maximized potential. Let's get right into it. The number one way to make money on Amazon, to make more money on Amazon, depending where you're at, it's actually a very simple process, and I'm actually going to make this and break it down on how this you know, stems from each other, but it's about buying low. That's what you want to conquer for making more money or making any money on Amazon. So let me break this down. Buying low breaks down, and when you're buying low, you need to ask yourself these following questions. I believe it's five questions. It's going to be about who, what, where, how and which. So the, if you can answer these five questions, and if you're at a 10 out of 10 on all of them, you are going to have the lowest cost. And the reasons, now before I get into those five questions and breaking them down, I'm explaining to you why buying low is the number one factor for you making money in e-commerce overall. It doesn't matter if you're selling on eBay, it doesn't matter if you're selling on your own website, um, it doesn't matter if you're selling branded products on Amazon or your own brand, it doesn't matter if you're even dropshipping, which I don't suggest doing so. Any form of selling on Amazon, any platform, if you can do this now, sometimes in regards to, you know, if you're creating up your own brand, if you can market best, great. But that still kind of comes down to buying low because um, either you guys still got to keep your costs low. But anyway, the reason why buying low is so important is because the reason why e-commerce works as a whole and why selling name brand products on Amazon, the reason why it works is because you're able to make a profit margin that would not have been able to make in an offline brick and mortar store because they have expenses, because they have a warehouse, because they have employees. And if you look at selling on Amazon direct to consumer, the reason why it's so effective and why it grows so rapidly is because of typically higher margins at the end of the day, because you are, you know, not having the expenses of a warehouse, employees, um, rent, et cetera. So that opens up the doors to sell so many more products. So that's why. Now, you want to ask yourself these five questions, and if you can be a 10 out of 10 on all five of these questions, you're probably looking in a pretty good state. First question is who. Who are you buying from? So with this, um, what I mean by this is what supplier are you buying it from? How did you find them? So are you buying it from a Chinese supplier that's a manufacturer um, that may be selling a counterfeit product, or let's say you're just buying it direct from the manufacturer. Is buying directly from the manufacturer always the cheapest price? Not always, but it can be. Or are you buying from a distributor? Are you buying from a secondary distributor? Are you buying from a sub-distributor? Are you buying from a wholesaler that bought it from another distributor? Or are you buying it from a wholesaler who bought it from another wholesaler who bought it from a closeout supplier who they bought it from a distributor who bought it from the manufacturer? Like you may be surprised that a set of products may have been bought eight different times and you may be at the end of the food chain, the bottom of the food chain, trying to go sell that product to the end consumer and then you get super mad and quit Amazon or quit e-commerce because you realize that someone undercut your pricing. In reality, it's because you didn't ask yourself, who did I buy this from? Now this is going to be, who is probably the most complicated, um, I would say, situation in regards to answering this. Um, that's why most people, you know, when you ask yourself the who, you could be at a two, you could be at a three, 
Um, if you're at a 10, it, it really helps a lot. So let me explain this right now. If you're working with a big, big name brand, so if you're selling like Hasbro, Mattel, Samsung, Sony, um, if there's some of the biggest companies out there, if they're on the New York Stock Exchange, if it's a household brand that you can walk up to someone on the side of the street and say, do you know Maybelline brand? Have you heard of it before? Or if your son or daughter or niece or nephew or someone that's in your family also knows of that brand and a high percentage do, then you got yourself a big brand. Now, when it's a big brand, you want to be buying from a direct distributor. So let me clarify that. If it's a big name brand product that you're selling, and if you're buying from a direct distributor, a distributor that's buying directly from the manufacturer, then that's going to be the lowest cost. Not buying directly from the manufacturer. Now, there's going to be some small brands. So if you're selling small brands, then typically getting the lowest cost is going to be buying from the manufacturer. Now, why does why is that different? Well, the reasons why big brands is not cheaper from manufacturers because if you buy from the manufacturer, you need to have an MOQ of like 200 grand to get the cost as low as what the distributor bought it from. Because that's what the distributors do. They go buy in massive quantities, then they go sell to brick and mortar stores, they go sell to the big box stores, they sell to Walmart, GameStop, Best Buy, etc. And then they have some leftover and they sell to you. Understood? So you're getting the same cost. Now, typically, if you have the right relationship with them, then you have the right cost. Um, so that's why. It's because when you're buying direct from the manufacturer, for example, I just got, I buy water from a distributor, right? And uh, they told me if I want to go buy direct from the manufacturer, cost about is like two times extra. It was insane. Um, anyway, so that's the first thing. If you're small brands, then it's going to be direct from the manufacturer because sometimes they don't even have distributors. Now, even... Always try more, you know, take that with a grain of salt or a very big grain of salt because I'm going to be right on, mm, let's say, 95 out of 100 cases for that. There will be, you know, a small percentage of big brands that it's cheaper to buy directly from the manufacturer because maybe they allow that. Um, there also may be some small brands that also have distributors and wholesalers that have better deals and pricing for whatever crazy reason. So do take that with a grain of salt to combat that with yourself is always find competitors of other suppliers. So I share um, uh, a couple proprietary uh, solutions in like my programs and courses about finding competitive suppliers, and that's super crucial for your success on who. Now, the other part to who, um, that's like if you're just buying it from the right source, you can get close from a 6 to a 7 out of 10, I would say, right? So up to a 7 out of 10, you can get on the list of 0 to 10 on who if you're buying from the right who. But now, what's your relationship with that who? How many orders have you been into? How many products did you buy from them? Understood? So because if you find out, okay, this is the best supplier, I've compared the competitors, I've got with other competitors, and this is the right price. You got that. Now, the remaining few points is, how is your relationship? Um, if you have no relationship, meaning this is your first order, it's a zero. So now you're stuck at a seven if it's the right person. So I would say that it's actually more important to have a really good relationship with a not so great supplier that maybe a supplier let's say it's a a four out of a ten right maybe they're a sub distributor or they're a closeout supplier that maybe they're a four or so out of ten i would much rather have a better relationship with them um to get a few points there than having the best supplier because if you have the best supplier but not a good relationship and you never bought from them that's fine but again if you have the best supplier and the best relationship that's good if you have already bought from that supplier and 
you like feel like you can communicate with them, then that's a one. If you already bought from them, then you can probably now start to negotiate and get a better price. If you have bought from them and then have also, they know your name and they understand who you are and you've had at least a conversation with them that's maybe not relating about business, then that's an added two. So now you're at a nine out of 10. Then the last getting a full 10 out of a 10 would be simply you having a good relationship, buying several times, you've been in business with them for probably at least six months. Um, they know your kids' names. They know your spouse's names. They know about your personal life. They know about your hobbies. That's a 10 out of a 10 when you have the right supplier. Um, but again, I'd rather have a really good relationship with a four that have the best supplier and be a zero and et cetera, all right? Um, so don't feel like you're stuck in that aspect. So that's the first one. That's the who. Now let me talk about the what. What are you selling? Are you selling products that actually make sense online? Are you selling furniture that you're probably would be better off selling it offline, which you're probably not going to? Um, so that's the first thing. If you're selling products that make sense to sell online, uh, products that happen that happen to be better online are typically products um, that are actually sometimes older that are not the newest products that have just came out. With those, they're typically less of an ROI, less of a margin. Um, because the the focus on the brands and manufacturers is volume, 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 volume at the start. And then the price starts to get better for the wholesalers and suppliers. So that little time period from a sense of product's been out for, I would say, three or four months um, up into a couple years is probably the best time. Now, again, there's counterexamples to that. You can sell new stuff and just go, it flies off the shelf. Um, don't mistake me wrong with that. So with the product, um, what you're selling, make sure to also check out to see well, what is the price? Is it on other marketplaces? So the first thing is, what are you selling? Does it actually make sense to sell it online, right? Is the thing that also like other people are selling? So making sure that it's in demand, making sure you can do volume with it, you can grow. Uh, the second thing is, what is the price it's selling for on other marketplaces such as eBay and Walmart, um, Target? Those are typically the websites I check out to be competitive with because if you are buying a product at ten dollars, you think that's a low price, but if uh, Walmart is selling it for nine dollars, then uh, it's like, oh, that's not good because there can be products that create a type of an arbitrage. That's why people do arbitrage where, oh, wow, a Walmart selling for such a low price. So if the price that is on Amazon is the same, you know, what price um, on Walmart, then that's good right there. Where? Where are you fulfilling it? Are you having Amazon fulfill or are you shipping yourself? Are you selling on eBay? For example, uh, I know that there's certain products on eBay that are going to sell a lot better than they are on Amazon. And some have lower fee categories. So there may be a product that's always cheaper on eBay, which kind of creates no one buying on Amazon because the fee category could be 3% on eBay because it's a special category. Um, there are some products on Amazon where you make more money doing FBM because there's lesser fees involved or it's easier to sell it for a higher price because of some like real weird special st uh, strategies that I actually talk about as well. Um, or is it gonna be better off doing FBA? Is it going to be better off on not even selling on Amazon, selling on other marketplace? So the where, you want to ask yourself, how are you fulfilling? Or not, not how, like where is it being fulfilled? Is it being fulfilled on Amazon? Is it being fulfilled with FBA? Is it being fulfilled with FBM? Which one's more profitable? Um, I've seen people say, oh my, they see so many products that don't make any money. I'm like, well, did you ask yourself the where? Is it making money on FBM? Now, the how. All right, the how is going to be about how are you operating your business? How low are you keeping your expenses? Are you buying 
five units at a time. Because if you decide to, okay, my strategy is I'm going to buy the MLQ every single time. Well, then you have someone like me who knows that the better strategy how-to is buying in bulk, buying as much as I can by keeping still a good turnover rate and selling on other platforms to create more demand. Um, or are you having a warehouse? Do you have employees? Are you using expensive tools? Are you, you know... So is a $10 cost? Is it a $10 cost? Are you putting extra lab- labels onto it? Are you sending it to a prep center? Because now a prep center is going to add a couple, another dollar or so. Um, doing the prepping is going to cost another $0.30. Cents. You have an employee is going to add another couple dollars. So maybe you buying a product for $10 because of your how, how you operate is now costing you twelve thirteen. which for me, it cost me maybe $10.07 because I'm buying a lot of quantity I ship to one Amazon warehouse, so like in my um, Amazon program, Online Retail Mastery, I talk about how to get your shipments into one location so you can lower your cost. Now, I'm not using inventory placement that people use on Amazon to get to one location that costs you a crazy amount of money, like a dollar a unit. I get my shipments in for, you know, as low, I've had it as low as like two pennies per unit. Um, I've had it, you know, typically I get like eight cents or so per unit for getting it shipped in there. Then you compare that to someone who does, you know, uses a prep center. Um, at a minimum, it's going to be like a dollar for them. And then they also have to ship it to Amazon. So they're going to add on at least that seven cents. So if they're doing the same strategy as me and then using prep centers, they're losing out on an extra dollar than me. And for some products on Amazon, I have products on Amazon that I make a dollar on. that make 85 cents on that has a high ROI because it's cost me, you know, dollars or pennies as well. So the hell. Now, the last thing is which. Ask yourself, which way are you coming about for finding your suppliers? So are you going on Google? Are you, you know, calling up manufacturers? Are you using the strategy that maybe you've uh, seen, like my trainings or books? Um, Or you are just do a quick little Google search or whatever you do. Yeah, you maybe walk around your town and find some bars that way. Um, That is going to be the last question that you want to ask yourself is the strategy I'm going about, which way am I finding suppliers? Is this a good supplier? Is this good business? You know, many people like to only work with suppliers that are super customer friendly, that are all just uh, easy to work with and that are just super, you know, they can find them on Google. They have a nice looking website and that's why I want to work with them. But in reality, some of my suppliers um, are pretty like cutthroat people, um, are pretty not the most friendliest. They have no customer support team. Their website looks like it was built 20 years ago, probably because it was built 20 years ago. Uh, they only handle through phone They or they only handle through email or they only do this, this and that. Uh, so... The which is like, which ways are you finding your suppliers? Recap this podcast episode, I went over on buying low. If you can buy low, get a lower cost, you will win. You will prevail. Too many sellers lose and don't make money on Amazon um, and don't know where to start or can't make more and can't scale because they're not focusing on those five questions on who are you buying from? What are you selling? Where are you selling that on? How are you operating your business? Which way are you finding those products and suppliers? Understood? So that is it. Feel free to reach out to me on social media. Uh, tag me if you like that. And have a great night. See you in the next episode. More and more content is being put out. So check out the new episode. Um, watch this as you're working out. Actually, I just finished a whole six-hour audio book. Um, and just from a, like a week of working out, I was like, oh, interesting. So, but yeah, we'll listen to this anytime, consume the content the best way you want to, because again, all these podcast episodes are to help you learn and educate and also grow as well. So that's it. See you in the next episode. 
So you want to become an Amazon seller. What is the best way to get started? I get this question all the time saying, Bo, you know, how does this business model work? Like, what are the first steps? How do I find suppliers? How do I find products? Where are suppliers found? How do I build relationships with suppliers? How do I get ungated? How do I sell in restricted categories and brands? How do I utilize software? What are the rules for selling Amazon? And how can I actually scale? Now, perfect for you, I've actually put together a free four-day training they can get free access to. And all you need to do is go to onlineretailmastery.com. That's all you need to do, just right there. And just got to put in your email, make sure it's a real email because I'll send it to you directly. And you're going to get access to that four-day training where you're going to learn about that. So day one, I'm going to be covering about the business model and you know the ideal products to sell, how to research those products. Uh, day two, going over relationships with suppliers, finding suppliers, automating with software. Day three, going over about ungating, suspension prevention, managing your Amazon account. And also on the last day, we're going over about scaling and how to really get started and go to the next steps. So if you want to get all that answered for you, my four-day training put a lot of time into it. And I understand that you're going to go through this and learn a lot of massive value in regards to selling on Amazon. So go to onlineretailmastery.com, put in your information and start to watch. And it's not too long to go through. It's like 20 to 30 minutes a day. Um, some of the times it gets as high as like 40 minutes, but yeah, go to online retailmastery.com. That's O N L I N E R E T A I L M A S T E R Y.com. Thank you so much for joining me on another episode. The feedback has just been tremendous so far. I'm loving it. And I'd love it if you just took the next 30 seconds of your time to do me a quick favor. Please go ahead and leave a five-star rating and drop your number one takeaway from this episode inside whatever podcast platform that you're using. This is really just like a virtual pat on the back for me to continue to keep pumping out free content. Thank you so much and see you on the next episode.